Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. When you talk about missions, you're talking about a lot of different avenues that it's expressed. Of course, those that would go, especially to, you know, different cultures and share Christ. They have to learn a language. They learn a culture. Um, I admire them. They, they're they're very important people. But you also have those that financially give, and then you have those that pray and and say, "Lord, uh, just bless them." And and then you have people who are willing to do some things that uh, we don't look at as well. That's not missional, but it really is. Anything that would glorify Christ and it involve His people. It is missional, and and that's what Exploring Missions goes about. Nathan and I try to do that and let you know that if you're a born-again believer, you're on mission for Christ, and uh, you need to take it seriously and look for opportunities. So today, uh, I have an interview with a couple, and, and just let me set this up. This is two weeks later than I wanted it to be, thanks to the COVID virus hitting our household. But it was still so important to me that I said it may be a little bit later than I wanted it, but it's so important that I wanted to let you, the listening audience, hear this and share. Our guest today is Jeff and Ann Reed, and they work here at AFR. Uh, they've been on Exploring the Word uh, missions with me, and I say Exploring the Word sometimes. So that's <laughs> the other program that I do. So when I do an interview with Exploring Missions, I have to write it big on my paper so I'll remember which one it is. And let me give Jeff a shout-out. He was my first producer for the other program that I did, Exploring the Word, and I had so much to learn and still learning, but he really helped me so much, and I was trying to be real precise and everything and he told me don't lose who Bert Harper is because Bert Harper is kind of passionate he's expressive and um, so I, I appreciated that Jeff thank you for that encouragement you got gave me to be myself yeah well I wanted everybody else to fall in love with the same Bert Harper that we got the chance to fall in love with so just wanted people to see who you really are <laughs> and he also taught me that I did not have to talk with my hands and hit the microphone <laughs> So I, I appreciate that so much. And then I, I got to say a shout out for Ann as well. I enjoy preaching and speaking. You guys know that. Uh-huh. God's put it on my heart. And But when it comes to writing, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> and Ann has agreed many times to edit some of the letters that I've written or articles that I've written. And Ann, thank you as well. You're welcome. But that tells you a little bit about AFR and AFA, how we work together and yes. and share in the ministry that nobody here has at all within themselves, but others come alongside and strengthen that. And mm. again, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is prayer, okay? Uh, prayer is so, such a vital part. Um, I can tell you after 
I've already expressed that I've had the virus. And when it got out, people started calling it. They'd let Jan know from other countries, from other states, mm-hmm. we're praying for Bert. We're mm-hmm. praying for you, Jan. And the difference it makes is, is beyond measure. Mm-hmm. So that's how important prayer is. And recently, Franklin Graham had called for a prayer march up in Washington, D.C., and it would be on, you know, we would watch it from the Trinity Broadcasting Network. We was able to watch it and mm-hmm. be there. And also Jonathan Kahn's The Return going on, same time, different locations, but kind of grouped together. They didn't work in in competition with one another. They was trying to complete the task. Mm-hmm. And you guys got to go. We did. And yep. uh, just give us a little bit of why you went, why you felt the need to go and a little bit of your experience. Yeah, well, you know, you were speaking about different types of missions, and i just really pleased that the AFA sees a, a need for covering things on the ground. It's one thing, we work in media, we know that there's uh, one thing to cover the story, but there's a ton of little stories that happen where the cameras don't see that, and AFA feels like it's important enough to put a little flesh on the bone, so to speak, and send people there to get a real sense of what was happening. So that's what happened. They um, they had a uh, an event that Billy Graham, I mean, not Billy Graham, Franklin Graham uh, sponsored and set up, organized, uh, called the Prayer, Prayer March 2020. 2020. And it just so happened that uh, another pastor had scheduled the return on the same day. They, it wasn't coordinated, just happened to be on the same day. And what what a sight that was. Thousands of people? <laughs> uh, well, you know, the mainstream media says tens of thousands, but we feel quite certain it was in the hundreds of thousands, definitely over 100,000. Yeah, it, it's, the morning started. We, we decided to get up a little early and try and find a good spot up on the Lincoln Memorial. So we get there, and there's maybe 4,000 people that had gathered, and I thought, wow, this is what a great turnout. Yeah. So I was telling Ann, let's go up, and I wanted to get up the stairs a little bit and get a view of the reflection pool and the Washington Monument. And as we did, we turned around and we saw thousands of people mm-hmm. streaming in. I was like, wow, this is going to be something special. And it was. And this is everybody volunteering to come on their own, sharing mm-hmm. their time, giving of their time, praying and seeking the Lord for our nation. Yeah. Uh, why did y'all feel this was, I know you went, AFA wanted you to go, but why did y'all feel like it was important then? Well, sometimes you just can't quite explain everything. It's just kind of something that's in your gut, you know, where you know that um, you just have something within you that, that has a, a deep longing almost to, to, to be a part of something. And when you come into that kind of an environment where, you know, it's one thing if you go to some type of Christian event where, where people are doing things, but when you come into that kind of, of an environment where it's just this total sense of, of humility where we are all coming together and we're saying that we need Jesus. We need God Almighty, the creator of everything to of everything and everyone to rescue us. This is beyond us. There is, you know, when you see the immensity of this crowd and how small you are in in light of everything, uh, you cannot help but be humbled by it. And you know, you were saying something about 
missions, whether this is really missions. And honestly, if, if we are attempting to do anything at all in life without it being girded in prayer, then it really isn't. It's not mission. It's not a mission at all, um, because everything needs to be girded in prayer, and we need to be uh, just fully 100% surrendered to the Lord and uh, as servants, just following um, His guidance, His leading, and being a servant and doing as He, you know, has us do. You know, prayer really does. It, it is effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that just should be a ritual. Right. I know it can become like just asking the blessing before you mm-hmm. you eat or saying a little prayer before you go to bed. But even that is at least recognition of a God. Right. But sometimes, sometimes like this prayer march, it is a call. Mm-hmm. It is a calling that God's laid on someone's heart and they expanded it to others and others respond. And there there were days like that in the Old Testament when they mm-hmm. would be called out to, to do that. Matter of fact, if you look at the Jewish calendar, you'll find out at certain times of the year, they have those days set aside mm-hmm. for to pray and to seek the Lord. And so this was a time to seek the Lord. And it started out at the at, at Lincoln Memorial. Correct. How many mm-hmm. twelve were there seven prayer stations, if I remember? I'm yes. correct. Like I said, we would be a lot better off if we did this too, you know, to be fresh. But <laughs> it we're definitely okay. was seven. Yeah. And seven and, and that was I mean, I think there's a number to that, uh, the completion. Yes. yes. But the places they stopped, each one of them had a specific prayer. And again, the mission was to strengthen them and help them and bring them, uh, bring us back to God. Yes. Right. And, and the way they did this was fantastic because the emphasis was prayer, prayer, prayer. There was no um, political signs allowed, no candidate signs. It was just uh, the focus was on prayer. There was no amplification of the uh, prayers going out. It was people joining together. And there was one moment uh, where everybody was just given time to pray with each other and out loud. And the whole Washington, I mean, the the whole Lincoln Memorial down the, the mall just erupted. It sounded like thousand beehives, all with individual prayers joined together in unity. And it was a beautiful, it will move you to tears. Mm. You know, for for you guys, it was all these prayers to God. He's able to hear each <laughs> one of them individually. Amen. That's the Amen. God we serve. Doesn't, doesn't that move you? Yes. Amen. And there was one other point that was extremely moving. They had people scheduled to open with prayer. But just before this happened, it was as though God opened up the sky and just rained his spirit on the whole crowd. And let me explain why I say that. Because some little group started singing, Worthy is the Lamb. And it quickly erupted through the whole Lincoln Memorial. But now you've been to Washington, D.C. You know that the uh, the reflection pool is long. And the right. crowd was there and in the, in the grass on either side of it. The song... You know, usually you've been to to football games. Somebody will start a cheer, and it'll work its way through the crowd, and it'll be out of cadence. You know, that's kind of why they have, like, the organ player so everybody cheers at the same time. This worship broke out, and it was in unison all the way down the reflection pool. That just doesn't happen naturally. Matter of fact, we have um, a a little sound bit 
of that when it broke out. Devin, if you could play that. Still gives me chills, and and that was spontaneous, spontaneous, without somebody up there uh, directing. It Correct, was, except the Spirit of God. See, that's the kind of stuff you won't see on the TV. But when the when the AFA sends somebody there, we get to come back and report that. You know, we see through scriptures the letters to other churches, words of encouragement, and that's kind of what uh, AFA thought that it was important to send somebody there so we could report on this kind of stuff so that it would be an encouragement to the body of Christ. I'm telling you, the media would make us believe that this nation is gone. They would think that we're all fighting and and disliking each other. And stuff like this uh, just shows you that our country's not dead yet. There Mm -hmm. are believers everywhere that think it's important enough to join at Washington, D.C. to pray and repent. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them were young people. At least uh, Jan and I set the day aside and to to watch that, mm-hmm. we just said, we're not going, but we're going to join them in prayer. Mm-hmm. So my wife, Jan, and I, we sat aside, and we were just amazed mm-hmm. at how many young people there were. And I know Liberty University, yes. they took busloads mm-hmm. there to be a part of it and others. And, and, you know, you hear so much about that, but... These young people, they're not all snowflakes, folks. They're they're the real deal. Was that encouraging to see? Very much so. As you know, we were walking from from those stations, those seven stations, from one to the next. You know, people were were moving at different speeds, and um, you saw some people, of course, people were entering into conversation or whatever here and there. But what amazed me is how the young people were serious about this. Mm. This was not something that... It's just like, oh, this will be fun. Let's go to Washington, D.C. When when you saw the young people, they were circled up. They had their arms around each other. They were serious in prayer. Uh, and I took this one photo, and I showed it. We did. I did a presentation for our team here at AFA, and there was this— this was just one example, but I took this photo of this young man. He was probably in his early 20s, and he was by himself. And there was a couple beside him, and they were engaged in conversation, and he was not distracted by anything. He had he had his head down, and he was in some serious prayer. And it was just so moving to, to walk through that crowd and to actually, you know, pay attention to, um, especially like you said, especially the young people, and when you saw the seriousness of these young people um, and that they are serious about their faith, serious about um, humbly humbly crying out to God. It was definitely very moving and very encouraging. As I was watching and listening, I could not help but think of the time when Peter was in prison. You know, James had already been killed, the apostle James, and they was holding Peter. And then the scripture says, but prayer was made. Mm-hmm. 
And then all of a sudden, here's Peter knocking at the door because the angel set him free, you know. Amen. And and when I was watching this, I thought of all the rioting that has been taking place, mm-hmm. all the things that are destructive and harmful, yes. but prayer was made. Amen. And, and I thought, God, you, you're hearing this. You're mm-hmm. hearing this, and you're working in that. And, the, and that really came across that these people were there earnestly seeking yes. the Lord when when the world is going mad and the news media would would cover this but they didn't give too much f- for that mm-hmm. but the one was filled with power and the other one was filled with destruction yeah. this, this this became a place of Washington DC I know the legislature and everything there but that day it became a, a city of prayer did it not right and repentance the uh, that was the, part of it that's the, right the, I remember the other that part now. of uh, the return. There, Anne has a photo of that. It's an incredible sight of thousands of people all kneeling down on their faces and praying and repenting to God. What the the media and the cameras don't pick up on that <laughs> is that ground was soggy wet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as as the prayer march twenty twenty came down and met with the return, the, the one on one end and the other on the <laughs> other end. Yeah, they, they joined up, and it, you could almost see a badge of honor with the people that had muddy knees and yeah. stuff. You know, they were there <laughs> to repent and worship the Lord. Yeah. Jonathan Kahn was the director Correct. for the return, yeah. and uh, they had different people. It was amazing the people they had to come and pray. The songs that they sang were some songs of repentance and some mm-hmm. songs of return. Mm-hmm. They really were gripping. They were not entertaining. They were they yes. were songs that would grip your moving. heart. They were they Very were moving. And while Jonathan was was preaching the message God laid on his heart, he was talking about how God needs to move, and there was thunder. And it was at the perfect timing, and he said, guys, we did not do that sound effect. That sound effect is from God, wow. that God, look, yes, I'm hearing you. You, hmm. you know, the Bible talks about that in Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name mm-hmm. will humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways, and seek my face, then mm-hmm. I'll hear from heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought of that. Yes, they had already prayed that prayer, and now God was speaking, yeah. and, and that thunder, <laughs> and it was just like a, uh, I, I, you know, when something happens that way, then you know God is responding. Yeah. Just, it, it, it just puts a hush over the whole place. Yeah. yeah. I remember preaching one time about Peter denying the Lord and and the rooster crowing, and I was out in the country, and about that time a rooster started crowing, and I asked the pastor, I was over, I said, was, was I didn't know y'all had roosters around here, and said, no, it wasn't. There was a lady who's hard of hearing, and she had gotten a new phone, and every 30 minutes it goes off to crow, and I said, well, that was perfect timing anyway. God, God's timing. And and this was God's timing too. For yeah. a time such as this, these people met to pray and seek the Lord. Yeah. On the return, I I want to get this in, and then you guys direct me. Make sure I don't want to. I want you to speak to what you experienced. But on the return, at the latter end of it, one of the things they did was talk about what God was doing in other countries as well. If we're not so careful, we become so tunnel vision for the United States. And listen, I'm focused on the United States and us being the lighthouse that we need to mm-hmm. be. I understand that. But when I hear about what God's doing in India, 
Mm. what God is doing in South Korea, what God is doing in the Middle East. The hottest spot right now for missions is Iran. And that is amazing. I've gone to the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters, the last mm-hmm. two or three years. Devin is gone. And and one of the things I've noticed is, man, the Iranian uh, tra- people that are there, and I got to interview them, the numbers that are being saved. So God's at work, not just here in the United States. God's working around the world. And you guys have been to India, and y'all have seen God firsthand do that as well. Sure have. That was a real blessing to be able to to go and and actually see you know the ways that God is working there and actually to be able to establish re- long term relationships with um, some of those who are ministering in that country and to be able to um, speaking of prayer uh, you know things have really that's been several years ago now and so things have really changed in terms of. Uh, religious liberty there, and so that gives us an opportunity to to hold them up in prayer, you know, individuals that we actually know personally who are going to... Makes it personal, makes it more real, doesn't it? When you you know uh, missionaries work that way, I found out when I when you know, I was always taught to pray for the missionaries, but when I met them, knew them, Mm -hmm. knew their families, and Mm -hmm. then when you're family becomes right. uh, personally involved. It really gets personal. Right. But the more you get to know, the more personal. And it, it's kind of like having skin in the game, isn't mm-hmm. it, Jeff? Yeah, and also the thing is, you, uh, I'm sure you've talked to mi- a lot of people that have done mission work, and you go there thinking you are going to offer them something. And I can guarantee you, you learn so much about yourself. We learn so much from other cultures, such as in India, the the hospitality is something that we're really lacking we here in this nation. I mean, they treat you like honored guests no, no matter where you go. Different things like that just enrich us by knowing our brothers and sisters in a personal way in different parts of the world. Can you imagine we, what we, heaven's going to be like? like that? <laughs> I don't think I, you know, we can. <laughs> I, I can. And, and what it is, everybody thinks about every nation and they think of the, we live in a world with boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, uh, you step over this line and you're no longer in the uh, United States, you're in Canada, you're no longer in uh, Nicaragua, you're in Costa Rica, you know, it's like that. Mm-hmm. But the word in the Bible is is people groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like in India, there's more people groups there mm-hmm. than you could ever think about. Same thing in China. And when we all get to glory in heaven and we're going to be singing glory, worthy is the lamb. Yeah, we're, we're in good. unison. Even Bert Harper is going to be in unison when that happens. It's going to be a great day. Well, after you went to the prayer march, and it was a march and it was on prayer, the significance of this, and I want you to, Jeff, you're, you know, you work with Brian, so you're in the political realm quite mm-hmm. a bit. The contrast of the marches that were taking place in the cities that was destroying and what they leave behind. And I purposely looked at this, and I want to ask if this really was happening. After the prayer march, uh, people, you know, they always have, uh, you know, their bottled water, mm-hmm. they have some chips. They pick up after themselves, don't they? I, b- I bet it was cleaner. It was. Uh, I, I had to we left to see. <laughs> I, I, I said, "This is amazing." Not destruction, but but construction. Yeah. And there was one other thing that was lacking in that area, and it really wasn't needed. Policemen. There were no policemen. I saw one police car, and it was just directing people to stay on the sidewalk, and that was it. 
There wasn't conflict. There wasn't a need for crowd control. There was. It was just a the beautiful Imagine side that. of humanity. Well, I, did, did the Baptist have their section and the Methodist <laughs> no. have theirs? Mm. No. Yeah, you mean no. that didn't come no. up? No. It was. <laughs> isn't it amazing when you make Jesus yeah. the 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 focus mm-hmm. and you recognize Him? Yeah, there's always going to be differences about. Well, mm. I, I prefer this. I prefer that. But we're living in the day where we better start looking at the big picture. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the big picture, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a... I, I didn't see any protesters. I think Sandy Rios did end up running into one group of BLM protesters. and she, I think they walked away. They something. did. How, do they, you remember that story? The, well, just from what Sandy was saying, that the, the, the person with the bullhorn said, don't let them touch you, don't let them touch you, because people were starting to pray for them, and they ended up running away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not help but think in the New Testament, you see things like that happen. Uh, mm-hmm. We we know Paul, we know Jesus, but who are you, you mm-hmm. know? And and you remember the, the guy that had demons and he decided he would clean up himself, and, but he it left him empty. And those demons looked for somewhere to come and they mm-hmm. came back to him. And since he was empty, they came in on him and mm-hmm. it was worse then than it was. That means something's got to replace yeah. that vacuum in a, right. in a person's life. Mm-hmm. Y'all guys know what that is. Mm-hmm. How long ago was it that Jesus replaced that vacuum in your life, Jeff? How long oh, now? Uh, 20 years ago. 20 maybe? years ago. God yeah. brought you out and brought you in. Yeah. And been that long for you? Well, I truly surrendered. My, I, I think our stories kind of are kind of similar in that we kind of had a journey beforehand where we kind of ascribe to some of the uh, biblical views and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But um, we're talking about surrender. And yeah. so that happened for me about 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I When I got on the radio, you know, I was always preaching and I was in a denomination where the language was completely understood what you mm-hmm. meant. You get on the radio, and all of a sudden, you've got all these different denominations, some non-denomination people that don't know church Christianity language, you mm-hmm. know. And I said, Lord, I want to communicate truth. And the word that I've come is the one that you have, and mm-hmm. that is surrender. Yeah. I started examining what I did even as a 12-year-old boy. What I did, I surrendered myself to God. I said, God, I'm no longer mine. I'm yours. You died on the cross for me. I turn away from, I repent, and I turn to you. I surrender everything. And that's what it is. All to Jesus, I surrender. I I just want to ask you and encourage all of you who are listening today. You've been listening to Jeff and Ann Reed. They went to March, uh, prayer March 2020, and they were there. The return was on the other part of it. And I wanted did you get a firsthand view of what God was doing when he was doing that. And I, I just want to share with you, you don't have to go to the prayer march to pray. Mm. The Bible makes it plain. Pray without ceasing. That's pray. Right. My people who are called by my name, God expects them to pray. What would your encouragement be for people to pray, Jeff? Oh, that, that's it. Just pray without ceasing. If we truly knew what happened in the spiritual realm when people prayed, especially together, but individually as well, we definitely would be praying without ceasing. Mm. And 
Prayer well, is important. It is. You know, I'm always encouraged by that passage in Revelation that says that our prayers are held, like they go up like incense that are held in a golden bowl. So we don't have to think that any are lost on the way up. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. Y'all know how much I appreciate you. Thank you, we Brother Bird. Thank you for being sure on Exploring Missions. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions this weekend. Be a prayer warrior. Be on, be on mission for God and don't let opportunity to pass without making much of Jesus Christ because he is Lord of all. Glorify him in everything you do. 